Do you want money? You want freedom? You want love in your life? Do you want it all at an exceptionally high level? Well, if that's true for you, then there's a couple of things that you absolutely cannot tolerate in your life. And here's the interesting thing about these few things. They're not external. They're actually made up, created by yourself in your own mind. But they're the things that are going to stop you the most from getting everything you want, all the money, all the love, and all the freedom. So in this episode today, that's what we're going to talk about. By the end of the show, you're going to learn exactly what these two specific things are, how to deal with them, and how to make sure they don't take over your life so that you can get all the money, love, and freedom that you want. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Money, Love, and Freedom Podcast, where you'll develop the mindset and skills to create a life of total abundance. From business and health to wealth and love, discover what it takes to live a life of freedom on your terms. And now, your host, Coach George Wang. What's up, Freedom Fighters? We're back with another episode of the Money, Love, and Freedom Podcast. And as always, I'm your host here, Coach George Wang, helping you to sell more, serve more, and to live better. So today we're going to talk about bullshit. And I don't mean we're not, we're going to talk about nothing. I mean, we're going to talk about the bullshit that you should not be tolerating in your life. Because let's be honest, we don't have time for it, right? We all have goals. We have dreams. I know you have a dream, something that you want to accomplish. But there are certain things that go on in your mind that are going to sabotage yourself if you don't stop tolerating them. Two things in specific I'm thinking about. One of them, and they honestly, they kind of lead to one another, okay? The first one is negotiating with yourself. The negotiations that you have in your own brain with yourself, not some external company, not a vendor, not a partner, anything like that, but the negotiations that you have with yourself. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to also talk about how your brain wants you to be accepted by a certain group of people. And if it's the wrong group, you need to stop that also. You need to stop tolerating, allowing your mind to control that part. And we'll get into that a little bit deeper in a second. But let's start with the first thing, which is to stop negotiating with your own brain, especially in the morning. Right? They say the first 20 minutes of your life, sorry, not your life, the first 20 minutes of each day, how you spend those 20 minutes dictates how the rest of your day is going to go. And our entire lives, our goals, everything we accomplish is a collection of a lot of individual days. So if you want to accomplish your goals, you want to do a lot of big things in life, then you need to have a strong collection of days. And in order to do that, we have to not negotiate with ourselves. Uh, let me let me give an example of what I mean. So this is a, a typical morning in my old life. The alarm would go off, let's say at 7 or 7.30, and I would have my first negotiation with myself. 
I would say, should I wake up now? Should I hit the snooze button? Oh, maybe I'll hit the snooze button once. Hit it once. Then it goes off again. Oh, should I hit it again? I'm not sure. I know I got this to do. I got that to do. But five more minutes won't hurt. Negotiating again. Hit it maybe once or twice until I finally get up. Maybe I've hit the snooze button like six times already. Then I finally get up. And I used to like to try to work out in the morning to get my, get it over with, get it done with, so I can go on with my day and not think about it. But before I did that, I would negotiate. I would say, oh, should I actually go to the gym? I just wasted 20 minutes in bed, and now I'm starting my day 20 or 30 minutes later, and I'm not going to have as much time in my day anymore. Or, you know, I've got so much to do today, do I actually have time for it? And I would start negotiating on whether or not to go to the gym. And then maybe I'll get there, maybe I won't. And then I'll negotiate what to eat for breakfast, right? It's like, oh, I really should eat oatmeal. Or I really should eat a nice healthy omelet. But should I just order breakfast instead? So just so it could be easier. DoorDash, Uber Eats it or something. What have I done? Maybe you can tell already. Have you done this? You ever negotiate with yourself in the morning on whether you should get five more minutes of sleep, hit the snooze button, go to the gym or not, what to eat for breakfast? All this does is leads to a lot of wasted time. Think about it. If I just negotiate with myself for, let's call it 20 minutes a day for five days a week on whether or not I'm going to just wake up or not. That's an hour. I'm I'm just doing this math in my head right now. It's an hour and 20 minutes per week. No, it's more than that. It's an hour and 40 minutes per five-day work week. In 52 weeks, let's call it 60 to 70 hours. That's almost two full weeks of working time you've spent negotiating with your own brain. Couple that with the time you waste negotiating on whether not to go to the gym or what else you have to do in the morning, right? You're wasting a ton of time, number one. And number two, it decreases your decision-making skills throughout the day because decisions are like a muscle and you only have so much decision-making ability throughout your day. So if you flex this muscle so many times in the morning, then later on when you have to make more important decisions, you don't make as good of a decision because these muscles have been tired now. I'm not sure if you've ever experienced this in your life before, but it happens all the time, which is why it's so important, especially in the morning, to not negotiate with yourself. Because again, this first 20 minutes sets up your day for the rest of the day. If you just get up and go after it and don't negotiate with yourself and just think about how the rest of the day is going to go, you go, boom, finish one task, boom, finish another task, get through my workday, then I can get home, then I can hang out with my wife or my significant other or my kids, whatever, and I can be totally focused with them as well. Because you're so focused and so present and not negotiating with yourself. So here's how to fix it. It's quite simple. Just don't do it. Just don't negotiate with yourself. Make certain things in your life non-negotiables. They're no brainers. You don't even think about it. You just, when the alarm clock gets up, you just hit the alarm, uh, turn it off and just get up, right? Just shoot straight up out of your bed. Don't even think about it. I promise you once you do this once or twice, You'll get used to it really quickly. I had to catch myself on this. Once I found myself negotiating too much quite a few years ago, I said, forget it. I learned, I can't remember exactly who it was. It was someone in the military who taught me this, taught this to me. And he said, you just press the alarm clock and you just stand up and get out of bed. Just keep moving, right? One foot in front of the other and just, just keep moving. You'll, you'll wake up eventually. And so I did it. I just turned off the alarm clock. I just stood up out of my bed, a little groggy in the beginning, 
but I just put one foot in front of the other and I walked straight to where I laid out my workout clothes the night before. Then very groggily, I put on my shorts, I put on my shirt, and I put on my shoes. I have like a quick bite to eat, like a, normally a banana and a tall glass of water, and I'm out. I go straight to the gym without even thinking about it. Not a single negotiation in my brain, not a single thought, just motion, just action. And that's all that has to happen. And then I'm set up for the rest of my day. And I was ready to go. So here's the thing. I've met some, because, you know, working out is one of the biggest things people used to negotiate about, or people do, uh, me especially. And I have met a lot of people who sulk, who whine, who bitch and cry about going to the gym before they actually go to the gym. Oh, I don't have enough time, too tired, whatever. All these excuses, so much sulking before they go to the gym. However, I have never in my life once met somebody when they finished a workout, whether it's running or going to the gym or whatever they do, never met one person who afterwards said, that was such a waste of time. Right? You ever hear of that? Probably not. Because all that negotiation stuff happens at the beginning. But once you get into motion and get into action, once you're done, the only thing that happens is pride in the work that you've done, a feeling of accomplishment, a feeling of joy, which is why you can't negotiate yourself in the beginning. Because that's just going to put off that joy. You know, there's a, um, there's a lot of ways to get dopamine spikes in your body. You know, dopamine is the thing, the, uh, it's like a happy chemical we all have in our brain. And we all feel it. And most of uh, everything that we do, a lot of things we do in life, we don't know it, but it's geared for us to get these dopamine spikes, which is why social media and our phones are so addictive because they have taught us and trained us to get these little dopamine spikes each time we check our Instagram feed and see like a couple extra likes on a picture or we get a new text message. We get a little dopamine spike because we want to see who it is. But we, these are all little tiny spikes. But when you finish something and accomplish something that you've been wanting to do, you get way higher of a dopamine spike and an influx than through social media or any other way. This is why accomplishing things feels so good. But the problem is a lot of us get these quick, you know, we, we don't want to work for the big, good feeling, strong dopamine spike. So we'll settle for the little measly ones by just opening up our phones and seeing what happens. Don't do that. I'm telling you, you're going to love it more if you don't. So don't negotiate with yourself, especially in the morning. This has to do in other places during the day as well. But the, remember, the morning sets you up. So that's the first thing you want to stop tolerating. Here's the other thing that you need to stop tolerating. And that is friends that bring you down. Now, let me be clear about this. I'm not saying to get rid of your friends because you can still keep your same friends that you've had your entire life. But the thing you need to stop tolerating is what you expect of those friends. If you ask any really wealthy person, I don't care who it is. I've had the privilege now of interviewing and spending. Sorry, I normally theoretically put my phone on mute when I record, but I apparently forgot today. And I don't edit my podcast anymore. So let me mute my phone now. <laughs> As I was saying, I have interviewed, had time to spend 
some time with a lot of wealthy people, not not billionaires or anything, but people in the let's call it ten to fifty million dollar net worth range. And you ask them all what their key to success is. What's the number one thing that got them to where they are? And they all have the same answer. It's people. It's the people they surrounded themselves with, the people that help with help them, and the people that they have helped. So this is important because you really need to protect who you're spending time with and how you're letting those people into your lives and what kind of influence you're letting them have. So there's three, let's call them friend buckets. I, I call them buckets. There's three types of friend slash associate buckets that people can fall into. And the first bucket, I just like to call them friends, right? This is the friend bucket. These are people, you know, maybe for, that you know from high school, college, uh, people, your associates at work, uh, coworkers, maybe, whatever. But these are friends that you can maybe have fun hanging out with, right? Maybe you've gotten a drink with them and, and you have a lot of fun doing that sometimes. Or you've gone to their house for a barbecue, maybe your, their, your kids are friends, whatever. But they're just friends to hang out with. And they generally want to see you happy, but they also don't want to see you move past them because they know that if you move too far past them, that means that you might see or hang, not see them as much, not hang out with them that, as much, and you also might have them question themselves on if they're doing well enough. So they actually try to hold you back. Not intentionally. They do it with actually good intentions because they don't want to lose you as a friend. They don't want to hurt their own egos. So they, you know, they want you to just take it easy. You don't need to work so hard, right? Don't stress yourself out so much, right? They do it in a loving way, but recognize that they're holding you back. So these, this is the friend bucket. And again, I'm not telling you to get rid of anybody. I'm just telling you how to bucket things, right? The second group I like to call family. Now, family doesn't necessarily mean blood. I have people in my life who are not blood-related to me. Um, there's two people I'm thinking about specifically that I've known since high school, and they're like brothers to me. They are family to me. We're not blood-related, but they're family. Uh, some of them will be actually blood family, right? Um, but these are people who love you, they care for you, You, if they needed something, you would be there for them in a heartbeat and vice versa. And they legitimately, not always, especially if they're blood, but theoretically, they would want to be happy for you. They would be happy for you when you succeed, but they might not add to your success. They might not be doing anything to help your success. They'll be happy for you. They'll cheer you on, but they're, they're not really, they may or may not at least help you grow. Here's the third group. And the third group is called your circle of influence. These are the people that have direct influence on how you live your life, how far you succeed, who you hang out with the most. Jim Rohn had a great thing he used to say. He said, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with because those five people tend to be your circle of influence. This is the group that you are usually trying to get acceptance from because that's a human need. A human need that we all have is the need to be accepted by some group or other humans. 
So knowing that this is your circle of influence, this is the group that you need to protect the most. Now, there is some bleeding, right? Sometimes your circle of influence can also be friends that you like to hang out with and vice versa. But you have to be very protective because you want to make sure that this circle of influence are people who are succeeding at the level that you want to succeed at in whatever context, whether it's as parents or in business, whatever. And that they are not trying to hold you back. They want to you to succeed. Now, here's the problem. Here's where the problem comes in. The problem comes in is if you have some people in your friends group who actually don't want you to succeed, they want to hold you down, but they also become your circle of influence. So rather than rising to where you can, you're trying to appease this group that wants you to stay down. That's dangerous. If that's what you have, then you've got to change your circle. of They can still be your friends. You can still see them at weddings. Maybe every once in a while, if you want to get together for a drink or to have lunch, you can always do that. But they cannot be in your circle of influence because you're not going to get to where you want to go. And this whole thing that we're talking about is tied to the first thing we talked about, which is not to negotiate with your brain. Because your brain might be scared of losing friends. It might be worried what your friends or your family will say or think of you. They might be trying to impress the first two groups, your friends or your family. But it's not, it's holding you back from growing. Sometimes, unfortunately, you have to give up friends if you want to get to where you want to go. I'm not saying you should. I'm not at all. Okay. But sometimes some friends won't be accepting of where you want to go. They'll say that's not right, or you're moving too fast, or you're moving too slow, and I, I can't be there for you, whatever it is. Sometimes they won't be, and if you actually want to get your goals, you got to do it. What happens is sometimes our brains, we get too nostalgic of the past, and we want to hold on to the past. And I have definitely been guilty of this before. But I've learned a new lesson. Instead, I've learned to be nostalgic. Instead of the past, I've learned to be nostalgic of the future, and incredibly sad and heartbroken of a future I might not get if I don't take drastic action because that will lead to regret. So don't let your mind fake you out into trying to impress or trying to get acceptance from the wrong group of friends. Instead, find the right group, your circle of influence that's going to add value to you and that you can add value to. Don't negotiate with yourself on this. Find that group. So that's it for today. You know, at least what I think are two of the biggest areas of bullshit not to tolerate. Don't tolerate negotiations with your brain and don't tolerate your brain trying to impress or get acceptance from the wrong people. Find a good circle of influence people who know more than you, who've done more than you, who've gotten more success than you have, and who will help you succeed, and who you will also help succeed. This is the truest and the fastest path to a life of freedom on your terms. Thanks for listening today. Please, I ask that if you know someone, anybody who needs to hear this message, please, please share this episode with them. Be a part of their circle of influence and help them to get to a greater place. Thank you so much again. We'll be back next Monday with an all new episode. Take care.